You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Distilled Podcast. My name is Jonathan Gaby, and I'm your master distiller here on the show. On this podcast, you'll hear from industry experts as well as myself to learn more about marketing and taking those complicated and hard to understand topics and distill them down into actionable strategies and tactics for your business, organization, or brand. Whether you're new to marketing, social media, digital marketing, heck, anything online, or you've been doing this for quite some time, you're sure to hear something new, get a fresh perspective, or reinforce what you've learned. You might even get a new idea for your next marketing campaign. In this solo episode, I'll share with you what I learned from a bottle of bourbon about marketing and from watching a 2018 documentary on Kentucky's signature beverage. I'd say marketers need to always keep their eyes peeled and their ears attuned to the world to be able to learn marketing lessons from unlikely places. When you're on vacation and outside of your normal routine and surroundings, you just might learn how businesses and brands market in a different environment, how they communicate, how they position themselves in the market, and other factors that you may not have considered. In other countries and regions, people communicate differently and use different words and the like. One such experience for me wasn't overseas, though. Rather, it was on my couch again, watching the 2018 documentary, Neat, the Story of Bourbon. In it, the documentary told the story of bourbon from the perspectives of many different people, from a corn farmer in western Kentucky to Freddie Johnson, a third-generation distillery worker at Buffalo Trace, to yet Marion Barnes, uh, Bourbon's first female master distiller who started Castle and Key. One such figure, Brent Elliott, who is the master distiller at Four Roses, described the elements of bourbon to me in a way that got me thinking about branding and about marketing. And I thought, you know, everything you need to know about branding or marketing too is really contained within that bottle of golden amber liquid sitting on your shelf, whether at home or at work. How can this be? Well, stay tuned and you'll learn everything you need to know about branding from a bottle of bourbon. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Marketing Distilled is sponsored by Evernote. With our lives becoming more complex every day, Evernote helps you make sense of it all and avoid overwhelm. Capture, sort, and use all the information you encounter during your day. Ideas, emails, documents, websites, pictures, audio, and more. Stay on top of your to-do list by creating tasks that live inside your notes. 
link those notes to calendar events so that you're prepared for every meeting and see it all in a convenient, customizable dashboard. Once you capture something in Evernote, it's saved forever. Powerful search functionality makes it easy to find what you need later, so Evernote becomes your second brain, where you can not only store information, but connect those ideas and put them to work for you. With Evernote, you can remember everything, be more productive, and accomplish anything. Get started today by going to jonathangaby.com Evernote to sign up for an account today. That's jonathangaby.com slash E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. So first, branding starts with internal elements or ingredients. I alluded to Brent Elliott earlier in the program. In the documentary, Brent describes the different ingredients that make up his bourbon for roses. These ingredients all could be, and this is uh, in, in no particular order, I guess, but that could be corn, wheat, barley, rye, yeast, and definitely the limestone water that you find in Kentucky. By United States law, Bourbon must contain at least 51% corn in their mash bill or recipe. That's what you get when you grind all these grains together. Um, Everything else is fair game. So what's in a brand then? A brand's ingredients contain their name, you know, what what the business name is, their logo, what the logo looks like, the color scheme, you know, what the, what kind of colors the, the brand uses for its marketing materials, its website, its direct mail pieces, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. Then they have the products that they offer. You know, these are the, the sandwiches they sell in the restaurant or the different things that they offer to customers for them to buy. Even so uh, you could have the services that that they provide. If you're not into a business that provides a, a product or something physical, you may have services that you provide. And one last ingredient in a brand really is their tone of voice, how they speak, how they interact with customers, how they how they present themselves in the marketplace. So branding starts with internal elements or ingredients. Then branding starts to develop an image. We all take these things, these ingredients, and put them together. For bourbon, we start with the distilling, the, the distilling process. For businesses, we start putting these things into the market and see how they work. For bourbon, the ingredients are milled, combined, and mixed with water and heated to a high temperature in cookers, making what is called sour mash. Kentucky water is especially suited to bourbon uh, because much of the state's water sources pass through or go through limestone rock as a sort of natural filtration process. Freddie Johnson in the documentary explained that the limestone takes out much of the iron that, that is in the water. And if it didn't take out much of the iron out of the water, bourbon just wouldn't taste as good. The distilling, uh, the distilling process is pretty fascinating. As a bourbon lover, I've taken a few tours of distilleries. Buffalo Trace and Woodford Reserve are my favorites. If you go to Buffalo Trace, 
make sure you your guide is Freddie and you try to get the hard hat tour. Also, see what they call the bourbon Pompeii. So anyway, in the uh, distillering, uh, distillering, why am I keep saying distillering? Let's just say distilling and, and not have to edit that out. In this distilling process, the sour mash is set to ferment in huge vats made with wooden staves and some distilleries use metal containers. I know for a fact that Woodford uses the same vats that they have had since the beginning. Anyway, yeast is added to the sour mash to start the fermenting process. The yeast eats up the sugars in the grain and converts it into alcohol. On all the tours I've been on, they've allowed me to take my finger and stick it in the vat and taste the sour mash as it's being fermented. In my opinion, it tastes amazing because I know eventually that's going to turn into bourbon. In business, though, the distilling process might mean putting together all the ingredients of the brand into a website, developing marketing materials like brochures and advertisements, designing your storefront if you sell a product or even a service, and writing sales copy, social media channels, and and more. Heating up the mix might just be like getting all this marketing and advertising out into the market. The market provides the heat to distill this mix. Perhaps, and maybe I'm stretching a bit here, but I think for businesses and brands, the yeast is the customer. The customer that gives you the necessary feedback and helps you refine your positioning, your ad copy, your design, your products and your services, and more. Part of the image of the brand is definitely the brand's promise. What you seek to do as a result of the customer buying your product or engaging with your service. So far, we've talked about the ingredients of a brand and how a brand develops an image. We'll be back after some words from our sponsors. This episode of Marketing Distilled is brought to you by WP Engine. WP Engine is the world's leading WordPress digital experience platform that gives enterprises and agencies the agility, performance, intelligence, and integrations they need to drive their business forward faster. WP Engine's combination of tech innovation and an award-winning team of WordPress experts is trusted by over 60,000 companies across over 140 countries to provide counsel and support to help brands create world-class digital experiences. I use WP Engine exclusively because of their strength in using WordPress and their unbeatable support when I need help. Get started by visiting jonathangaby.com slash WP Engine. That's jonathangaby.com slash WP Engine. Well, thanks for uh, tuning into the show again. Uh, today on the Marketing Distilled podcast, we are enjoying Wild Turkey 101. For over 60 years, legendary master distiller Jimmy Russell has been crafting Wild Turkey one, 101 one way, the right way. With a high rye content, this iconic bourbon is perfectly aged for up to six to eight years in American oak barrels with the deepest char for more character. 
It's bottled at one 101 proof and only once it reaches its full complex flavor of caramel, vanilla, toffee, and spice. Jimmy Russell likes to say that, like the Kentucky River, Wild Turkey 101 is mighty, bold, and it takes its own sweet time. Taste, if you taste this bourbon, you'll get a hint of uh, sweet up front with vanilla and caramel notes and oak and baking spices in the middle. The aroma is vanilla with cinnamon and oak. The finish is bold, signature wild turkey spice and orange peel. And the process is, uh, it's 101 proof aged between six to eight years. So now that we've tasted our bourbon, let's get back to the program. You know, uh, I did say previously that a uh, branding starts with internal elements or the ingredients. And then as they combine those elements together, it, the brand starts to develop an image. And now further, a brand develops and acquires a personality. So one of the things I absolutely love about bourbon is the way that it is aged. The aging process for bourbon is pretty simple but it's super slow. The sour mash is distilled into what's called white dog. My understanding is that when the sour mash is distilled, it's heated until the alcohol turns to vapor and then cooled back into a liquid. The resulting liquid is what we call white dog. The white dog is then put into new charred barrels made of oak. So they burn the inside of the barrels to get that char around it. It's almost like charcoal. If you look, if you look at it, it if I look at it, I'm reminded of like Kingsford or uh, just burnt wood, like after uh, after a, a campfire or something like that. Anyhow, uh, I think it's a requirement by law that these barrels are. Uh, made out of new white oak. In other words, they don't reuse the barrel. They have to use a new barrel to make a new barrel of bourbon. And these barrels are stored in rickhouses all across Kentucky to age for a range of anywhere from five years to 25 years, depending on the bourbon being made. Because of Kentucky's location in the world, the state enjoys all sorts of climates from harsh winters, hot summers, like we're in now, uh, cool springs and Indian summers in the autumn. For bourbon, this is an ideal thing because as the seasons change and the weather comes and goes, that white dog in the barrel is actually absorbed by the barrels. The white dog gets sucked into the wood, picking up notes of the char, and still yet the white dog will go past the char and into the wood itself. The process is repeated naturally over the course of aging. In fact, if you ever see a stave from a used barrel, you should look, you should look for this telltale sign. It's the visual representation of the, of the process. And what you see is a thin brown, maybe caramel colored line that is in the middle of that stave of the, of the barrel. What that is, is a visual representation of that process of the white dog moving in and out of that barrel over time. What's amazing is, is that on average, 
40% of what was in the barrel in the beginning stays in the barrel after the, the barrel is opened and things. It's trapped by the wood and the char, or it even evaporates out in the, of, the, of the barrel and into the air of the rickhouse where thousands of other barrels are stored. This is what call this is what uh, bourbon drinkers call the angels share. So <laughs> you may be listening right now and saying, Jonathan, what the heck does this have to do with branding and marketing? Well, like the aging process of bourbon, a brand's personality takes time to develop and acquire. The brand moves back and forth into the market in the form of customer interactions. Sales calls, getting feedback from customers, responding to the needs of the market, developing new products and services, and finally refining their marketing messages and figuring out what works in the market or not. The brand learns new things, picks up flavors from the customers it serves, and largely is out of the control of the business. It's as slow as an aging, uh, it's as slow as aging a barrel of white dog. So, lastly, over time, a brand's personality attracts customers and then becomes an asset. One thing I loved so much to see in the documentary, Neat, the story of bourbon, was that bourbon enjoys a wide appeal with lots of different people, from the buttoned-up professional uh, business type to the rugged individualist who wears work boots and jeans and Carhartt overalls. There are more demographics that are served by bourbon, but you get the idea. For decades and maybe even hundreds of years, distilleries have been working to carve out their share of the market, and by doing so, they've found their tribe and their people. For example, when I think of Buffalo Trace, I think of the rough and rugged worker who enjoys bourbon after a hard day at work. When I think of Woodford Reserve, I think of suits and blazers and dresses and people who just left their office to enjoy a cocktail after a day of work. When I think of Maker's Mark, I think of it as the everyman's bourbon. My point is, is that when a brand moves in and out of the market through interactions with customers like bourbon in a barrel, the brand will develop a personality. The brand will also attract people who resonate with the brand's personality and the brand will pick up traits of its customers. What's more is that as customers resonate with a brand's personality, they will begin to make that brand part of their identity. This might be the sweet spot for marketing and branding. When I see that customers resonate with a brand personality and they then begin to make the brand part of their identity, that's when I know that the brand has established loyalty to the brand. So when the brand has done all this work to acquire personality, establish identity, and especially create loyalty with their customers, then the brand has done the work to become an asset in the marketplace. Well-known brands can use this asset to charge more. Think Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve 23-year, which has a $299 MSRP, but we all know that Pappy Van Winkle 23-year sells well over that price tag. Um, This asset helps 
brands to sell to more exclusive retailers and enjoy a stronger position and place in the market. Uh, We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. This episode of Marketing Distilled is brought to you by Agora Pulse. As a marketer, you may very well be overwhelmed managing your social media from creating content consistently, responding to comments and your audience, and figuring out what is working and what isn't in your business. Meet Agora Pulse. Agora Pulse helps you stay organized and save time with Agora Pulse's social media inbox, publishing, reporting, and monitoring tools. Plus, if you have a large team, Agora Pulse has collaboration, moderation, and editing tools built right in. Join folks like Ogilvy, Shipped, Confluent Health, and over 31,000 other social media managers by signing up today for your free 15-day trial. Visit jonathangaby.com slash agorapulse to get started. That's jonathangaby.com slash A-G-O-R-A-P-U-L-S-E. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Marketing Distilled. I really hope you uh, learned something from this episode today and that you'll use this episode to inspire you to keep your eyes open and your ears attuned to marketing lessons where you may not initially get them. Maybe this is an opportunity to uh, call all my fellow marketers to look at life from a different perspective. I myself learned a lot from watching this documentary, and I encourage you to let me know what interesting marketing or branding lessons you've learned from unexpected places. If you would, shoot me an email at contact at jonathangaby.com. I'd like to thank you again for tuning into the Marketing Distilled podcast. Uh, I'm your host and master distiller here on the show, Jonathan Gaby. And like I said at the initial conclusion of the program, I would really like it if you would email me at contact at jonathangaby.com with any feedback, any suggestions, and certainly... Uh, a marketing or branding lesson that you learned from an unexpected or unlikely place. Uh, if you would just let me know what you're, uh, what you learned and maybe I'll feature that in a future episode of the marketing distilled podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, next week, I think I'll interview uh, one of the members of the marketing podcast network on, uh, on a show. If not, we'll just come back with uh, another solo episode where I, Uh, break down marketing concepts and easy to understand um, concepts and so that you can take that to improve your business or your brand or your cause. Thanks for tuning again. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.